This is season two, episode three of the Going to Beyond the Food Pro series. And today we're going to talk all about confidence in your coaching abilities. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going Beyond the Food Show Pro Edition. I'm Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food Method, a global coaching and online training approach focused on helping women make peace with food and their bodies so they can live a fulfilling life right now. This special podcast series is designed for the health pro wanting to integrate the non-diet approach in their practice. So if you're a nutritionist, a health coach, a dietitian, a doctor, a therapist, or a fitness pro, this special podcast series is specially designed for you. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Hello, my dear sister colleague. This is one of my favorite topic. So let myself be calm as I'm teaching you this. This topic about being a confident coach has the power to not only change and transform yourself as a coach, but transform the success you are seeing in your business. Because your confidence as a coach is in direct correlation of how much money you will make, therefore, how many people you will impact in your career and your business. This is by far my favorite topic. But I want to set the tone with a vulnerable story here. And that story dates back about eight and a half years. I was building my clinic. So for those who don't know, I used to have, when I graduated from my degree in nutrition, I opened a traditional nutrition clinics with people in and out and clients and supplements and all of that. And I was, I had the place built and um, we had painted the walls and everything. And I was putting up my degrees on the wall. I thought back then that that is what would make me successful. Have as many of my degrees on the wall, showing people how educated I was and how like capable I was to change their life. Right. And I took almost half of a wall (laughs) to put up all those black frame with all the certification and the degrees that I had, because I, that's what I was taught my whole life. Right. My whole life was about achieving and things and external cues. Right. In my corporate days, that's what it was. So I did what I thought was the right thing and continued to go get all kinds of certification. And every time I would come back, I would put out another black frame on the wall. But it didn't work. With every client, with every consultation came a wave of anxiety, of overthinking, of self-doubt, of self-critical thoughts. Who are you to do this? I was pushing myself through those thoughts and this anxiety. And I would wake up in the middle of the night when I had a big day the next day filled with consultation and overthinking this. But I was pushing myself with the motto, fake it until you make it. And that caused a lot of suffering for me, (laughs) a lot of it. And it lasted for almost two years. And one day I took, this is very, 
funny story. I took a course on neuroscience and the course was designed to help practitioner help their client to be successful through their program. And the teacher thought a concept around neuroplasticity, which is the ability of the brain to evolve and change and upgrade itself as the individual go through life. And I thought I was going there to help people change their mindsets. What I got out of that is how my mindset was the element that needed to change so that I could help my client in the right way to be successful. It was a revolution, like complete change of what I believe my role was as a coach. And we'll get to that. At the end of this podcast, I have like six rapid fire tips for you that mainly came from this course here. But I learned how to be confident in my own abilities. And that's what I'm going to share with you right now. But before we get to the how to, I want to clear up a misunderstanding of what is confidence. Okay, so we're going to get technical a little bit here. Confidence is a feeling of trust in one's ability, or in one's quality or in one's self-judgment. So it's your own trust. It's an emotion. It's a feeling of trust in your own ability. It's a positive belief that in the future, you can accomplish things based on your ability, your quality, and your confidence. So confidence is an emotion or a feeling. And throughout this podcast, I will interchange between feeling and emotion. Confidence is, in fact, an emotion. That's what it is. It's not a something you buy, which I thought to buy with more black frame on the wall, with more certification and external cue. Confidence is an inner world experience. And when you have the emotion of confidence within you, you have success. You feel capable, you have energy, you're motivated, you take action. And as a result of you taking action, of showing up in the world, you achieve your goal, right? So if we're talking about here, us taking action in your business, show up on the world, on social media, in your email list, however you market yourself, and achieve your goal of helping people, aka getting financial success in your business. Self-confidence is not the same thing as self-esteem. Self-esteem is an evaluation of your own worth and self-confidence is a trust in your ability. Two different worlds. As a matter of fact, you can be self-confident and have a terrible self-esteem because it's two different, like literally two different part of you. So we're going to focus on confidence here, not self-esteem. Self-esteem, like this is more when we're going to talk about body image, right? Your ability and seeing and feeling your own worth, totally different thing. So let's focus on confidence. So let me repeat, confidence is a feeling, it's an emotion. So the next question is, how do we create confidence? How do I create the feeling of confidence and or the emotion of confidence within me? That's a freaking amazing question. Let me tell you about this. 
We're going to take a sidestep into that world of neuroscience, you know, that course that I took years ago. And um, one of the concepts that was thought there, so for all my clients that are listening to this, you've all been through my course called The Anatomy of an Emotion. I didn't create this title. I learned it from a course. So me teach you the anatomy of an emotion. Keep in mind that this could all be said to be the anatomy of confidence. Okay. So an emotion is a wave of energy going through the body. The purpose of an emotion is to inform your action. This wave of energy going through your body is to create action. So if you want to be more confident, you have to create the feeling of the emotion of confidence. To create anything, you need to know how it's built, right? And that's what I call the anatomy of an emotion here. So let me give you a live example. Let's think about our practice, right? It's Wednesday night. You're looking at your schedule. You're closing the day. You're looking at Thursday. And then you see in there that you have consultation book. And I'm using this experience because that's actually what's happening to me this week. So anyway, uh, looking at your consultation there, and then you look at the consultation, that perspective of yours, like the way your core belief will look at this, your eyes will look at the appointment on the schedule, and then your perspective in your brain, right? Your core belief, your value system will give the appointment on your schedule a perspective, right? It will interpret the information of the booking on your calendar and give it a meaning, okay? And that will come through within literally millisecond as a thought in your brain, right? The the, the self-talk narrative that we have in our brain, okay? So we're seeing the calendar, we're seeing the consultation, we're looking at it within millisecond, our brain gives it a meaning, and then a thought is created in our brain, right? The thought will be different for each one of us. Back in the days for me, it was like, oh my God, how I'm going to convince them to work with me again. I need money to pay my rent, right? I have mortgage due, right? All these things were going through my head. And these thoughts that are created because of the meaning you're giving to the consultation, right, on your calendar will then gets communicated to the rest of your body through your nervous system, through your central nervous system, your spine, Literally, there's a wave of energy that will go from your brain through your central nervous system and get spread across in your body, again, through your nervous system. And that communication that's spreading through your body will be through sensation, right? Refer to this, for an example, as the gut feeling or that cold feeling you get in your chest when you have anxiety, or perhaps like the, perhaps even like this squeaky, uncomfortable feeling you get in your gut when you feel anxious, right? These are the sensation that are created because of the wave of energy called emotion in your body, right? These sensation, these sensation that emotion then informs your action. It creates the action you're going to take into the world. So 
back to our calendar, we look at the calendar within millisecond, our brain gives it a meaning, it creates a thought, it sends a wave of energy in the central nervous system, we feel our chest getting cold because we're anxious, because that's how anxiety shows up in your body or my body. And then I start overthinking. I start thinking of all the things that are going to happen into the consultation. Perhaps I start Googling how to convince people. Perhaps I start writing down what I'm going to say, right? These are all action that are informed by the emotion that I'm feeling in my body. And these action will give me the result, right? The outcome of the consultation is going to be because of the action that I'm taking. Like the result will be based on the action that I'm thinking. So how do you become a confident coach? You become a confident coach by going reverse engineering, going up, right? So you're starting at the space where you want the emotion of confidence into your body. What precedes it? Your thoughts, right? Your perspective, your belief, your core value. To create confidence, you need to think thoughts that will produce the emotion of confidence in your body. That's it. Now, how can one thing thoughts that will create confidence, right? Because I, if I go back to my example of like that calendar appointment that I was looking at, clearly the thought Oh my God, I need to make money. Oh my God, how am I going to convince them? Oh my God, do you think that was creating confidence? No, it was creating anxiety. I needed to change the thoughts that I was thinking about the consultation for me to create confidence. How do we do that? Enters the world of self-coaching. <laughs> self-coaching is the framework that support you first being aware of your thoughts and then changing them. It's an approach that is supported by what I talked about, neuroplasticity. Self-coaching rely on the ability of the brain to change, to create new neural connection, new ways of thinking throughout our lives. It recognizes that our brain has this ability and then self-coaching is a framework, a step-by-step -step approach to help you play on this ability of your brain to change the neural connection or the way that you think. Self-coaching is also known as models, right? It's from the world of cognitive behavior therapy. Cognitive behavior therapy plays on to that neuroplasticity, often being used in one-to-one -one therapy. Self-coaching then looks at how it's being done and creates a framework that the individual can do on their own. Self-coaching has three stages. The first place you start is observing what is, right? That's what I did with you. I walked you through, right, the models of my thought that created anxiety. I observe what was going on in my brain that created anxiety. Self-coaching, the way we teach it to our clients and to our practitioner, you have a kind of a, a structure to put on paper to go through that. And then the second place, it's a, I adapted to intuitive eating. I call it curiosity stage. 
right? In intuitive eating, we have a principle that says, choose curiosity over judgment for your desire or your urges around food. Be curious about them, right? Instead of saying, oh, I'm bad because I want this food, you use curiosity. Same thing applies in self-coaching. Instead of judging your thoughts for being bad and being critical about them, you say, hmm, I wonder why I think like this. Instead of I'm so stupid for having this thought, right? You become curious about your thought. You choose curiosity over judgments. And then the third stages of self-coaching is a conscious response from a place of empowerment. This is where I bring in my feminist principle into this, meaning that you, once you understand how you think and you're being curious about them, there's a simple truth. Continue to think the way you do right? The way you observed yourself thinking, you will continue to get the same results. Do you want those results? Right? Do I want to continue to be anxious before my consultation? I can choose to continue to be anxious. Just keep thinking the same way. Or I could say, hell no. Huh? Because being anxious before my consultation doesn't give me good result. I want to change this. Hell yes. Okay, good. You want to change it? Let me show you how. Because if you want to change your result, you have to change the way you think. So you're taking responsibility for yourself. You're taking responsibility for your result. And you're saying, I want to change my result. I need to change the way that I think. And that's the last phase of self-coaching is creating new thoughts that you will think that will create the emotion of confidence and that will give you actions that are going to create the result that you want, which is different from the result from anxiety. Once you understand how your brain works, you can create anything you want in life, including confidence in your ability to be a coach, great money mindset that will produce a lot of income into your business. When you master your mind, you master life. That's the feminist approach to food and health. We have the power to create what we want, but only if we master our mind. That's where diet culture, sorry, the language fucks us up because it changes the way we think. So if you've been a practitioner who has been disempowered for years by diet culture in your own life, because you've dieted, because you had a sucky body image, right? And you come into the world of helping other people and you don't clean up the way you think, you're going to be riddled like I was with anxiety. I had to take back my mind. I had to retrain myself to think differently. The reason why I had to retrain myself to think differently, because diet culture screwed up my mindset, right? So, To be a confident coach, you need to take self-responsibility and change the way you think. And when you do, you create confidence in your coaching. And it has nothing to do with the certificate on the wall. As a matter of fact, I'm going to end that story and put a loop on it. About two years ago, so I no longer have my clinic, when I 
closed my clinic. I took all these certificates, put it in a box, closed the clinic, moved. And then about two years ago, three years, when I moved uh, where I'm living now, I found that box. I opened the box. It was a box full of degrees and certifications and all that crap. I threw it out, put it in the garbage. I don't need, like if somebody was to ask me, where's your degree in nutrition? I don't even know where it is anymore. Like I don't even have a digital copy because I know for a fact that that is not what's creating confidence in me or in my client. All of it is in the garbage because I know that's not the truth. And that's what I hope to be able to teach you in this podcast or in our mentorship program. So at the beginning, I promise you to give you six rapid fire tips on confidence. Ready? Number one, to be a confident coach, you need to be clear on your role. Your role as a coach is not to be a therapist. It's not to be a doctor. It's not to diagnose anything. Your role is to support and teach. Help your client master their mindset. That's your role. Two, to be a confident coach, you need to get clear on what creates accountability. You as a person don't create accountability in your client. Your program does. Their skin in the game, their investment of their resources, their time, their money is what creates accountability. Three, to be a confident coach, you don't have to be perfect. Only a few steps ahead of them. Remember that your desire for being perfect, for perfection, is a direct consequence of your years spent in diet culture. You need to be self-responsible and change that mindset. Fourth, to be a confident coach, you have to be cool with the fact that you are a beginner. Mastery in coaching comes with practice, not certification. Get support, get a mentor, get a mastermind of other coaches if you have to. Fifth, to be a confident coach, take responsibility for yourself. You will create confidence in your coaching ability with your mindset and the way you think. Take responsibility for your mindset and the way you think. And last one, to be a confident coach, take responsibility in overcoming your limiting belief because we all have them more specifically for the coach that have their own journey in diet culture. Diet culture and patriarchy has told you repeatedly that you weren't good enough. If you want to be an efficient coach, you have to change this deep core belief within you. The way to do that is with self-coaching. So there you have it, sisters. I hope you learned the secret, quote unquote, I don't like to use this word, but the secret of how to become a confident coach. Just let you know, we have a webinar coming up on November the 12th. If you're listening to this live in 10 days, seven step blueprint to build quickly a profitable non-diet business and attract client that are ready to stop dieting. That's a big piece, right? I'm in consultation right now. I'm doing consultation for our January 2021 uh, mentorship program. And I get a lot of uh, practitioners who are stuck because they want to practice non-diet approach, but they're getting clients who want to lose weight and want to be put on a diet. There's a reason for that. That's your marketing. 
And that's what I'm going to teach in that webinar, like the seven step blueprint so that that doesn't happen. You get the right client wanting to work with you. Anyway, I hope you're going to show up on the webinar. And the mentorship program is opening to our public. What I was doing right now is our wait list, but we're opening to the public November 6th. So if you're interested in getting mentorship in the non-diet approach or going beyond the food mentorship program is for that. And yes, self-coaching is the entire first month. I practice what I believe. I practice what made me successful. I'm going to teach you how to create new ways of thinking so you can create confidence. And that's the first month we spent in that mentorship program. There you go. I hope this helps you. I will see you in the next episode. And we're going to have, I'm going to have a treat for you, actually. I'm going to take you in to our mentorship program with a group of our clients. And they're going to share their story and their journey in the mentorship program up to now and also answer some of the questions you have submitted for the podcast. So I'll see you there. I love you, sister. And I look forward to perhaps working with you in our mentorship program.